Really True Fiction is a podcast exploring famous stories to discover the wisdoms, lessons, insights, and ideas therein. Be advised that there will be heavy spoilers for whatever story we are discussing in this episode, as well as potential spoilers for other stories. Check episode notes or social media posts for additional spoilers. Please note that this podcast contains so many bad words and so many crude observations. If this is not your jam, please don't bring the toast. David. Hello, Luke. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we did it. We did it. They oh. say the first year. I was thinking about the, the fact hardest. that we have more episodes than weeks in this year. Yes. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is a not an episode of Really True Fiction. Welcome to a not episode of Really True Fiction. <laughs> Welcome to a us reflecting on a year. Yeah, this has been a year into this project. Uh, September seventh was our start, our launch date in 2019, and uh, this being the day before that, September sixth. Dave and I just thought, hey, let's do a little, little reflection, yeah, on the last year and in this podcast and what it's meant to us. I won't leave the list, the, the single listener dangling. Uh, <laughs> the reason we have more than 52 episodes, even though it's only been a year. Is that we actually started recording episodes, I believe, in April of 2019. And yes. we built up a whole bunch. We launched with 14 episodes out of the gate. So uh, the math clearly doesn't line up. That would, that be, would why. be why. Yeah. yeah. Although we just did come off a like a six-week break. So I'm glad to be back at it. But... Um, yeah, I guess as a... a this We don't really have a <laughs> an agenda or anything. I just think we kind of wanted to riff for a few minutes on what a year of really true fiction has been for us, um, other than a couple mugs from my friend Danica. Thank you. We use yes, those all the time. I, I use those every day as I'm, well. I love my The World's Best Podcast <laughs> yeah. mug, so shout out to Danica. And a couple um, t-shirts from my dad yep. at Christmas time. Yeah, I guess I'll just ask you, like, what what has the last year of your life been like with this podcast involved in it? Well, I think it's um, there's a couple of things. Uh, this year of my life has been, I would argue, one of, if not the best year of my life, although it hasn't been easy. I think what the podcast gave me was an ability to step out from perhaps the habits that I, that that often consumed my life, even the habits of thinking, and made me become more reflective. And that reflection allowed for awareness building and that awareness produced I think a more intentional way of living and that increased intentionality has resulted in a lot of the I don't know the things I thought would never change you know the I think one of the negative habits of growing older is you can begin to get set in your ways and actually think that this is just how it's going to be for the rest of your life for some people I think that is what happens and I'm just grateful uh for this podcast because I think it helped me it's not the only thing, but I think it played a very big role in me not becoming like that. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think the role that it played was changing the way that I view the world. Oh, um, just that, eh? <laughs> not like not dramatically shifting all of my, let's say, first principle beliefs, 
but rather my methodology. And I mean, a couple of the biggest ones, I would say, the biggest maybe ways of thinking that have changed is process over goals. You got to love the process. And I think you and I have done that with this podcast too. Um, you know, we have a faithful base of listeners, but it's not like we are, you know, we're not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I may never be, but... Um... In so many ways, we are not Joe Rogan. <laughs> but... I'm neither strong, nor for famous, me, nor funny. <laughs> for me, I've just really enjoyed the process. This is an, an outcome-based uh, activity for me. Mm. It's a reflective activity. Yeah, that, that brings to mind my favorite outcome, I guess, of the first year of our podcast is that I had a conscious hope that doing stories or, or having a podcast about stories would infiltrate into our own personal lives and to help us see the things maybe a little differently because I think so much of the way life is talked about, especially in like the news and mainstream media and even social media, it's very propositional, right? This person did this. This is happening. This policy was instituted. And there's a place in life for proposition, but I think most like so much of life is experiential. I mean, maybe in memory you chalk it up to that one thing, but you just experience your whole day and so many things happen and things pop up that you didn't expect. So much of it is not in your control. And what I love about these books and movies that we've done is that it's just clear so many other people have captured these undercurrent, nondescript things and, and been able to put them into their stories, you know, and we're able to glean that out. And that was something I was really hoping we could do. And I've noticed it in both of our lives that that's actually been like very apparent, you know, is, is these, these kind of lessons or wisdoms are affecting our actual day-to-day lives a little, like not massively, but they're more present, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, I've even noticed stuff come up. It's like, oh... <laughs> We talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like that little weird interaction with that person is something we've talked about in one of the episodes before. So yeah, I love that it's it's like uh, it's like so awesome that we have a creative project that allows us to be more present and aware of what's going on in our day to day life. Yeah, you and know? I get going on that point of the creative project. I think everyone needs. A creative project in their life now whether that's woodworking or building something or le- i have a friend who really likes lego and you know he's a he's a grown man but he spends a lot of time building things with lego but but that also then builds into his love of architecture and for me and i think for you as well stories have meant the most to us of almost anything in our lives and the the ability to not just consume them but to be creative with them and have a creative outlet, it, it you don't feel as blocked mentally anymore. There's there's flow, right? There, there's you know you're consuming and then you're producing. You're you're taking the energy you know from the calories of the stories and producing something with that energy as opposed to just you know lying around. Uh, to use a really long metaphor or analogy <laughs> that doesn't probably make sense to a lot of people, but. Right. I've I've always heard that you need you need output as well as input uh, for a for a balanced life, and I definitely feel that this has been a great form of output um, for both of us. And then you think about it: in the last year, 
we've basically read or watched a, a, a lot of art. Mm-hmm. And yeah. our, I think, you know, one of the greatest things about being alive is getting to appreciate beauty and having astonishment at things and feeling a sense of wonder. And whether that's in nature or in art, uh, I I think it's just been, yeah, I've really enjoyed the process of engaging with something I've always loved on an even deeper level. Mm, yeah, I agree. So what have been some of your favorite RTF episodes? Do you have any favorites? Oh, man. Um, Which of your kids do you like best, David? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think, or Dave, any stick in memory for a David, particular David reason? Copperfield was a particular favorite of mine, not just because I think um, our conversation in that one was really good, but I I really appreciated reengaging with Dickens, which I hadn't done in a long time. So, yeah, so that was definitely a, a personal favorite. East of Eden. Crime and Punishment. Honestly, I think my favorite ones are the are those are those long novels that that well, we are must so be really excited <laughs> for our next one then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be intense. Okay, yeah, that's good. I think yeah, I I think we we've been able to pull things out of those novels through the our style of conversational, you know, exploration mm. that. So those are the kind of insights that you, you live with right. and you, you take with you. Yeah, I agree. I think East of Eden is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I remember when we, like, that was one of our original 14 that we released. And I remember thinking then, like, well, this is kind of what I was hoping for, you know? Yeah. I actually really also love our Robin Hood episode. Yes. I thought that one was a was a high watermark just for the shifting of a, a particular way of potentially thinking about Robin Hood. I actually really like our Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. I think that was a good all three of those were a lot of fun to do. But yeah, it is kind of tricky because I I think for different reasons I like all the episodes we've done, but when I think of like my favorite ones, probably probably East of Eden and Robin Hood are the two favorite. Those are yeah. Um, We've had we've had a lot of fun with um (laughs) with all of the stories we've done. So uh, if you listen to those ones and you hate them, you know you don't have to listen anymore. <laughs> I really, yeah, exactly. Well, I also really enjoyed Rick and Morty. To be honest, yeah, those were uh, those were fun. I liked our reflections on that, but I, I would agree with you. Maybe my second tier favorites are the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, Do you have any favorite moments over the last year? I mean, definitely my favorite moment of the podcast, bar none, is that that kind of lightning bolt moment when you were discussing loving the process and it was like so many things that I thought over so long just came pouring into place almost as if they were like like like, um, Tetris Tetris blocks falling into like the perfect hole that just changes the mentality because as much as I'd been thinking about those things and circling that idea perhaps I had I hadn't understood it Hmm. and not and I don't even mean intellectually I mean, maybe even emotionally. Right. But the, that may be the single best thing that happened to me because it's it changes how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree because like even this itself, I mean, I don't want to go too meta, but the process of making really true fiction is like the value of it. Yeah. You know, like it's... And and I and I will say like not to go too like I've I've not been feeling as good as I could be I've been uh, I've been feeling the blues a bit, and COVID has a lot to do with that. But 
I think six weeks without this podcast in my life has really taken its toll on me. Like I miss it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I've missed the stupid shit of like the mind numbing editing for hours. <laughs> right? right. Or like because the, it's productive work. Yeah. Right? Because that it's, too. but and it's because it's my work, mm-hmm. right. Or our work. Like it's at the end of it all, we get to stamp our names and only our names on it. And there's something so, so, so psychologically fulfilling and important in having something that's your own. I think in, I think in, in Voltaire's Candide, it's like so much of life is just having your own little garden to tend and, and it's yours, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, the ghost of the point that conservatives make is that the value of the dignity of work, right? Well, I would get a little bit more specific than that, but there's a kernel of truth there, you know, and, and, and I, and I agree with your point earlier too, about how it's so crucial to have a creative endeavor or like, and I think the way Brett and Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying, Dr. Heather Hying put it is, um, it's so important and look for people who are engaged in something where there's no human intermediary, right? There's no committee they're a part of that decides right. this. It's like someone who someone who works in a garden knows you can't make excuses about other people. No. <laughs> right? The garden it's... only works because it's a direct interface with reality. Same with like playing a guitar, right? Same with a trade, like yeah. carpentry or something. I mean, this is a completely different point. I think a lot of the difficulties we're seeing in the world is because a lot of people don't have unhuman mediated interfaces with reality anymore yeah right like there's just social media is so consuming yeah okay so here's an interesting little moment that i had that i don't think i could have had to the same degree before the podcast okay so i was uh in ontario um at my girlfriend's house and we went to um congratulations (laughs) yes yes um we went to visit my aunt and uncle also your aunt and uncle and while we were there my uncle lives on a large property, and uh, some people grow watermelons there. And so, you know, ask thanks for let it, them letting them use the property. They can go pick watermelons when they want. So we went out, we picked some watermelons, and then later uh, we went home, and I cut up those watermelons. And just even the process of cutting up the watermelon, of as you said, interfacing with reality in a world where I can order any food that I want and it will be delivered within yeah, 35 right. minutes. And, you know, frankly, that I do. Frank, do that you, a lot. You do that? I do that a lot. Oh, um, I did not know. And, like, that is, again, I'm not interfacing with reality when I'm not even making my own food. And and the, the that watermelon was one of the tastiest watermelons I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. And part of that's because it was, you know, straight from the farm. Part of it may, might have been because I was cutting it up and just experiencing it there in that moment. But I think it's a really good point that we've, we've and we talked about this, uh, I forget which episode where we were talking a lot about death, but we how we've sanitized, sanitized that experience mm. with reality. We've even sanitized our experience with work, with everything. And I think getting back to, I love that idea of your own little garden, uh, recently, one of my best friends bought a house for the first time, and um, and it's in the country, and he's got four acres, and he's going to have a garden and a little woodworking shop, and, and I'm just so happy for him because he's getting out of that mindset and reengaging with the present in a yeah in a way that 
I mean, I I totally undervalued mm-hmm. that in my life before this podcast. I yeah, I love that. There's a recent book out. I can't remember the author, but the the title is I think it's a shop class as soul craft, and uh, just the idea of like you're actually working on your soul when you're working on your projects. Yeah, and I feel to say like podcasting as soul craft is a perfect and what i like is it's our kind of soul craft yeah i mean i you're more hands-on than i am but i'm not really the kind of guy who would go into a <laughs> workshop and build something right. oh no me either i mean i i it's weird because as you know i work i run after school programs for kids i don't give a shit about lego until i'm making it with them and then i'm like oh i'm actually really invested in this project now or same when i'm like coloring right, even, or making right. a melt bead once you allow yourself the opportunity and almost kind of in a weird way force yourself into the opportunity of working on that kind of stuff it's amazing how invested you get in it right so i guess part of what we're saying here is um if you can find something like find your soul craft right yeah right and uh, i would and, say and podcasting is a great outlet for a lot of people i think right i i think it's um it's obviously a growing form of media and it's so therapeutically healthy to get your thoughts out about stuff, you know, and, yeah. and about something you care about. Like we care about movies and books and TV shows, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's been probably the main primary value of this last year and just working on something. And I, I would say, to get back to my original question to you about my f- the favorite moment, I've had so many, but I think my the, the moment I saw our podcast on the internet. right. Because as you know, I'm a pretty like creative person, but one of the, the kryptonite or the, the hang up of creative people is that they can never make it manifest. Yeah. They're just so flighty <laughs> from one idea to the other that all the ideas are good, but they just well, that, I've never had discipline. It was four and a half years. Yeah, exactly. Like too, from right? conception of the podcast to manifestation was over four years. And so just the relief and the kind of like being like happy with being able to follow through, uh, that was pretty special for me when I saw like our logo on iTunes and our, uh, there's just something. So yeah, if you're like, if you feel like you're a creative person and you just can't make your endeavors manifest, there's no way you're less disciplined than me. And, <laughs> and I was able to do it too. Yeah, yeah. So don't lose hope. <laughs> well, it's like, it's the, the doing the little things every day that get us here, right? It's Luke, Luke does a lot of editing on this. Uh, but it's also there's times where we don't want to watch the movie or read the book that we have to do the next podcast on. And it's it's even the discipline of that. I mean, really, this whole podcast is a testament to daily discipline. Maybe I guess so. Daily, yeah. Weekly discipline. That's a good point. I mean, there are a lot of times where it's not a chore to read or no, watch the movie, no, but, but there are times when it is. And, you know, <laughs> play us the world's smallest violin, Luke and David. Right? But <laughs> but you're right. Like, there is, there's, that's true. Like, it's amazing how, I mean, we, one episode, we talked about our famous, our favorite singers. There's, and there's a song, Diamond by Jimmy World, where um, the chorus goes, a diamond grows with time. Don't believe them if they try to tell you something different. Right. And it's just the increment, the, the commitment to increment and then also loving everything that is an increment and doing it and yeah. and don't seeing it as less than or something to be overcome like if i conceived of editing as something to overcome to get to the gold my editing wouldn't be as good no right like i actually have developed the heuristic of okay this part of the podcast needs my full attention too right yeah and uh so it's definitely been a good 
I, I wish I could develop discipline like this in other areas of my life. That's <laughs> well, for sure. Little changes. Right? I will say though, it has made me um, more interested in podcasting in the future. Right. And I have another one in the works. It's going to be called The Liberal Soul. Yeah. And it'll be kind of like, it's definitely a podcast inspired by this one, where this one we, you know, every episode we talk about a specific form of fiction, and that will definitely be in The Liberal Soul. But I also want to talk about music and and books and art and like science and like have guests, like every episode have a guest to just talk to about their favorite thing about exploring the world. Right. And what that means to them. So it could be even be relationships. It could be po- poetry, right? So I'm excited for that. And uh, actually, I I have a formal invitation for you to be the first guest. Oh, well, thank you. I will, I'll be honored. Because uh, <laughs> I really want to do, and also philosophy. So I want, I mean, we'll talk about it after. Yes. So anyway, like it's just um, working on this podcast has given me so many side effect opportunities to do other potential audio work in my life, yeah. right? Which is really exciting. It's building a skill set too, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have one more question that's like future focused, which I think would be good to end on. So if there's anything you want to say before that about any of this. I just want to thank everyone who's, mm. you know, been with us on this journey. We have some uh, some diehard fans, totally. a handful of them and <laughs> a lot of friends who And getting more. Yeah, and we're getting know? more. And we have and we have uh and we have a lot of people, friends who've, you know, taken time out of their days to listen to our thoughts and, and then give us their feedback. And and honestly, uh, that's that's the secondary benefit of this is getting to share our thoughts with everyone. Yeah. If I can um if I can get real though for a second with our listeners, <laughs> I would love more emails. <laughs> Luke wants to talk about the podcast more. I uh I um I love interacting with a lot of the podcasts I listen to. And uh, so if if you have gotten any value out of Really True Fiction in the last year and something comes up in an episode and you're like, hmm, I don't really know about that. Or yeah, I really agree with that. If you could just take the time and write a very quick email, I would personally be so appreciative of that. <laughs> it would true. mean a lot to me. It Luke would, yes. And yes. actually, David, I wanted to, I, I totally echo, like there's... Obviously, you and I have a lot of fun doing this, but we would lose steam if nobody listened. Yeah. So we're very appreciative of all of our listeners. I find it interesting that, um, so we use a hosting site called Libsyn to, to host the audio files that Libsyn then puts it onto iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. And we can track a lot of our statistics. And Libsyn, I think, chops it up over like a, like a three-month period kind of thing. And... The last three-month chunk, for the first time ever, we had more downloads in the United States than we did in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> which so, I think is really interesting. Which means we are... So, yeah. I definitely know some people in in the United States, but I definitely don't think I know everyone who's downloading us. And uh, so, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, I wonder what all of you thought about two Canadians waxing on the Patriot. <laughs> I just think it's funny that um, I always get a kick out of the fact when you and I are riffing on something that we presumably know less of than our listeners. True, true. Which, which we do do. Which uh, has to be the case a, every time. A special shout out to Tom who gave us a very long and detailed critique of our Animal Farm episode. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Tom's critique of Animal Farm definitely very quickly reminded me that I am not a historian and I should... Do either do more research if I'm going to try to be one, or just avoid. Just, yeah, just being not one, to be one at all. <laughs> so yes, thank you, Tom. 
I want to give a big thank you to you, David. Like it's uh, again one of the biggest reasons why it took four and a half years to get this podcast going is that I just didn't have the right fit for a co-host. So when you serendipitously re-entered my life again, that was perfect. So thank you. What do you hope for in the next year? What are you looking forward to from a really true fiction point of view? What would you want to see? Yeah. What is? What do you well, feel like the I, future I, holds? I am excited about guests. I'm really excited about us maybe expanding our dialogue that we have so enjoyed with each other. And I, I, I find it so fascinating how when we take you and I take these hours in our day to have these conversations, they're so intentional. And there may be one of the only times in any of my days where I get that level of intentionality with another person. Mm. Um, maybe the only exception would be a phone call. And even then, right, you could put it on speakerphone and you can be texting. I try not to do that, but it happens. And so I think... I I see this as almost a meditative time, and I so I'm I, in the future. I'm I'm really excited to bring other people into that almost mm-hmm. and and just get space. like get different thoughts. Because I, I, you and I are very used to each other. Yes. we're very used to this style. We're very used to our repartee. Uh, I think it would be good for us to get a little bit of yeah, maybe shake it up diversity. A bit. Yeah, yeah, shake it up a bit. I like it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to have guests too. Is there any? Um, any episode specific you really want to do hmm. in the next year? A little teaser for our as listeners? Asimov's Foundation series, I think okay. I've mentioned that to you a few yeah. times, something I'd really like to talk about because it, it's kind of um, morphing into a bit of my vision of the future. That's going to sound really pretentious, but um, just uh, there's a lot of things that matter a lot to me, Canada right. being probably the number one of those things. And crafting well i'm also potentially starting another podcast oh yes (laughs) Um, do tell and that's going to be called a a better story and it's going to be about kind of the canadian story why it's important not just to canada but to the world and where where it could be going in the future so i'm excited about that i haven't haven't begun the development of it quite to the level that you have but i think (laughs) um I think it's important, and I and I'm I'm excited about how this podcast will play into that right. one because the because no man's an island, and the stories that we read mm-hmm. and talk about on this podcast are going to influence. They have influenced my entire perspective on the world, and I think they'll continue to do that. And it's just nice to have a place to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a uh, that's awesome. I had a I have a good friend named Tim. Who I met in Korea, but he's from the states, and he um, he told me once he made a quip that uh, uh, nonfiction is for your head, but fiction is for your heart. And I would amend that slightly. Say I think fiction is for your head and your heart. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like you know, that. and yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love. I, I I do deeply love that this podcast is so vibrantly a springboard for other things we're going to do in our lives. Yeah, and things that maybe when we're old that we're so proud of, but we never could have started without this. a more a more foundational starting, which is, again, stories. The stories that we tell to each other to, um, and, and what does Eric Weinstein call it? Like, we need better fictions, Yeah, right? Yeah. We, we a, need a better, better story. story. We yeah. need a better story, right? Yeah. I love that, so. And I guess my concluding thought would be that I'm just so thankful for my mom, who was really the person who introduced the love of stories to me. 
oh, I, I definitely have to second that and, and certainly not attempt to upstage you here, but a slightly personal thing into my life. My mom passed away about five years ago and she inculcated that love of story into me. And so last year when we launched Really True Fiction, I dedicated my ability to do this to her and I still do. So this is for you, mom. The form that my grief took has been to take all of the skills that she inculcated in me and try to do good in the world. And so this is step one of that. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, so, and, I think and our, both of us. Both. Our moms being sisters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we definitely have that. And so I, I agree. Uh, thank you very much, Aunt Lorraine, for inculcating that into David <laughs> as he grew. Yeah, and I, I guess man. The, the other final thing is I'm really grateful that you brought me into this project. That was, uh, you believed in me and you believed in uh, what we could do together. And we we both knew each other's minds were, were places that we wanted to explore. And uh, I think it's pretty cool to be able to build a relationship with someone you've known all your life and I, but get to know them in a totally different way. You know what? I exactly have to... <laughs> I don't want to make a content comment here, and I appreciate that. That's very kind. But I have to say that's uh, another thing I love about having done this this year is that I'm returning to old stories with new eyes, right? Yeah. I'm looking. It's kind of like almost a weird hero's journey of returning to stories again, right? Yeah. Where I, <laughs> I watch Robin Hood as a kid, love it for the reasons I do, leave, I go learn about the world, and I come back a different person, and I see different things in it. And it's just so beautiful that way. Well, you it's know? that T.S. Eliot line, right? Yeah. The end of all of our exploring mm-hmm. will be to arrive back at our beginning and know it for the first time. Yeah. But I love that you could even like extend the mythical hero's journey motif to stories themselves. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can't yeah. get much more meta than that. I like that. No, you can't. So, yeah, and I think for the future, guests, and if you want to be a guest on Really True Fiction, please get a hold of us. Yeah, email us. at gmail.com. <laughs> we would love the email. We'd love to hear from you. Not, uh, not fishing for uh, anything, but please email us. <laughs> I am so optimistic for the next year, very grateful for everyone listening and for you, David, in this participation. And I I just, I never thought we'd have this many episodes after a year. We've no. actually, like, I don't mean this in a bragging way, but I'm, I'm impressed at our, maybe it just goes to show that we have no lives. <laughs> so we have so much time to do these <laughs> podcasts. But I remember like a couple months ago, I tell you, I was like, you do an episode a week? How the hell do you have time for that? Yeah. It's like, well, we take six week breaks in the summer, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. Yeah. Here's to another year and many more. Year two. Here we go. So this has been another not episode of Really True Fiction. (laughs) My name is Luke Mason. And my name is David Parker. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you.